Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the New Lexington Bible Church weekly devotional podcast. I'm Pastor Brian. Thank you for tuning in once again. Go ahead and get your Bibles open. We'll be in uh, Titus. Uh, we'll, we're still we'll, we are still in chapter one. We should finish chapter one today. We'll be starting at verse ten. Hope everyone's having a great week. Hope you're off to a good start. And uh, no better way than to get in a little devotional time with the Lord in His Word. And uh, so let's have a quick word of prayer. We'll get right to it this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord, for getting us up today. Another opportunity to live for you and to serve you. Lord, as we open up our Bibles this morning, please give us understanding. Help us to um, to understand the word. Help us to apply it in our lives. We ask that you speak to our hearts, Lord, and we thank you for the devotional time we have together. Lord, you know all the different needs, um, burdens, and struggles. Uh, that every one of us face, Lord, I lift all of these up to you this morning. Just ask that you touch each individual need. Take care of your people, Lord. We thank you for your many blessings, the many privileges of being your child, Lord. We thank you for uh, Jesus, most of all. Thank you for salvation and the forgiveness of sins, Lord. Speak to us in this devotional this morning, Lord. Uh, reveal your word to us, and we thank you for the opportunity to study it. Give me the words to teach, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we'll get right right to it here in Titus. We're in chapter 1. A quick reminder. We have uh, Paul, who's writing to Titus. Uh, Titus has been ordained at this point, and uh, he's been commissioned by Paul. Um, to uh, set things in order in the ch- in the churches uh, there in every city of Crete, and uh, to ordain elders, um, he gave a, um, he gave Titus the uh, qualifications of what he should be looking for in those that he's ordaining. So he he gave him a very very serious responsibility, if you will. And then, um, and then those qualifications for those elders uh, would be would be found here in verses six through nine. If any be blameless, the husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of riot or unruly, right? So the family is a picture of um, the man's leadership. Okay, um, if a man's family is out of order, things are are all crazy. Uh, it's it could be a, a good indication that he doesn't have a good grip on his ability to lead. Doesn't mean he's not a good man. Just means that uh, he may have some um, leadership complications. Um, and uh, the Bible tells us clearly: if he can't rule over his own house, how can he take care of the house of God? All right, because um, that's taking care of a bigger family. Amen. <laughs> Uh, so there's many members of our family within our household of faith. Uh, it says here for a bishop, that would be the you know a term for a pastor, must be blameless as the steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not given to filthy lucre, but a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, and temperate, holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayer so you see 
You're going to have some qualifications here you see for an elder, for a preacher, and also for a deacon. Um, it says here that the bishop, which would be your pastor, uh, would be able by sound doctrine um, to hold fast the faithful word as he's been taught. So it shows that there needs to be some, some training, some experience. Um, and so we, we see that now. Paul warns Titus of some problems that he's going to face in his ministry. And these are the, this is where we're at here in 10 through 16. This is the issues uh, that Paul warned Titus about ahead of time. He tells him, For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision. Well, who's the circumcision? He's talking about the Jewish... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The Jewish faction there. They would be, uh, and not specifically the Jews that have converted, but the Jewish legalizers. Um, and he's saying that they're unruly. They're vain talkers and deceivers. This isn't somebody, this is not, this is Paul warning Titus not to allow these individuals to have ordination or influence um, on the on the congregations, um, he's warning them that you know when he's talking about vain talkers, he's saying that they're giving them stuff that's irrelevant. It's not Bible doctrine, or it's not the truth that's been revealed by Christ. Uh, deceivers, those that are pulling people away into deception, uh, into uh, practicing things um, that were not necessary to their faith, and that's where we get this reference to the circumcision because the uh, legalizers are doing that. And then he tells them this: whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake. And so he's telling them um, these folks that are doing this need to be stopped. We need to cut them off, um, that they no longer have an influence. On, on the body of Christ. Um, he points out their ability to mislead an entire house, uh, right? So, how, and how many times have we seen that? Um, you know, I, I can think of a number of different cults out there. Uh, they get into a house, and next thing you know, the whole household's involved in, um, in some religious cult that doesn't teach the Bible, it, you know, doesn't hold to the doctrines of the Christian faith and they're teaching all this other stuff and uh, whole houses are subverted, right? Um, so they're teaching things that they shouldn't teach. Um, but and, and then look at this. Here's a key for filthy lucre's sake. In other words, it's profitable. Um, it's profiting them to do this. Um, verse 12, one of themselves, even a prophet of their own, um, you catch that? Even a prophet of their own. There's a lot of self-proclaimed prophets out there, and there's a lot of religions that have given their leaders or founders the title of prophet, prophets of their own. Um, but here, this prophet of their own said that the Cretans are always liars, <clears throat> excuse me, evil beasts, slow bellies. 
um, talking about the characteristics of a culture, if you would. Um, it's interesting when that happens because, you know, the people that live in that culture already know what their culture is. And that's why when we preach the gospel, we don't try to conform it to any place's culture. We trust that when the gospel gets into the hearts of the people that are hearing it and converting to Christianity, that they'll come out of whatever culture is not right in order to live for the Lord um, and live by the Bible. But Paul does point out that the witness is true. In other words, he's pointing out, yeah, you know, there's... You know, the Cretans are, you know, this is their reputation. This is what they're known for. This is what they do. He's saying, you know what, this is, you know, yeah, what they're saying is not incorrect. So this witness is true. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith. In other words, he's telling them as they're coming to Christ, rebuke them, saying, no, this stuff, you got to leave that behind. In order to accept Christ, um, the lying the evil, all those characteristics, um, the overconsumption, um, the greediness, all that stuff's got to go. We leave behind an old life in order to come to Christ. We accept the new life. Amen. Uh, and to do that, and when you do that, you're sound in the faith. Uh, verse 14, not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth. That again, a, a, a complete reference to um, Judaizers wanting to make Christian converts, especially Gentiles, conform to commandments. And some of those, when it says commandments of men, uh, you have to remember that the law of Moses and all those hundreds of, of ordinances of that, there's also an oral interpretation of it and how it applies and so the oral interpretations are taught in the Jewish faith. And so that's where you get the commandments of men. That would be the oral uh, interpretation. Those would be subdivisions or extra ordinances, applications of the ordinances of the law. Uh, none of that applies to us today. We're, we're saved. We're delivered from that. The whole law has been fulfilled by Christ. Um, and so those that are teaching that, conforming to that, they're turning from the truth. Verse 15, Unto the pure, all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. Um, to be pure, you have to have a relationship with Christ. If you've accepted Christ as Savior, um, then you may allow His Spirit and His Word to purify you. Um, but it says here, those that are unbelieving in his word, believing in all these other things and everything else, to them they're defiled. Nothing's pure. Um, even their own minds, their thoughts, their conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him. It's very good for us to have works or actions that are consistent with our profession. When we say that we're one thing, but we behave as another thing, we've got a problem. Don't profess to know God, but in works deny Him. If you know God, do the works of God. 
If you're supposed to be a Christian, your work should be that which is profitable to the body of Christ. If what you're doing is not profitable to Christ, if what you're doing is 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 doing um, that which tears down the works of God, then in your works you're denying Him. And God calls that an abomination, being abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate. That's a strong, that's a strong statement there in verse 16. And so as Christians, we ought to desire to do works that are pleasing to God. We do that by making sure our motives are to glorify God, to build up the house of God, to edify the people of God with the desire within us to have unity in the faith which belongs to God. Um, And so we want to make sure that the works that we do in no way are inconsistent, unbecoming, or even denying the very Christ that has saved us. Um, And that's very important because if we are doing the wrong things, then that is disobedience um, and that's not good, right? So, and it says this, and unto every good work reprobate. Now, um, specifically as I close out this chapter, verse 16 is really a statement concerning these false teachers that are not saved, um, those that are um, legalizing uh, and everything else. They do it in the name of God, right? They come in the name of God. They present themselves as believers in God. But their works show that they are actually denying Christ because they are they are teaching other things other than the finished works of Christ at Calvary. Uh, God calls that an abomination, and he calls it being disobedient, right? And unto every good work reprobate. In other words, they've been given over to their own mindset on that because uh, they're serving themselves. And they are turning away the truth of the gospel and sticking to false teachings and doctrines. And so Titus has now been warned of this. This is what you're going to be up against, Titus. And when you're out there ordaining men to teach and preach the Bible and lead these churches, Paul is telling you, I want you to be careful that you don't put these kinds of characters into positions that that God doesn't want them in. Because if you do... They're going to cause a lot of damage, um, and so it, that that was the that was the the warning. Then, when we get into chapter two, we're going to see how Paul gives charge to Titus on how to on how to counterattack that which he's now been warned against. Amen. So, uh, and you know what, we have this stuff going on today, folks. We've got people teaching all kinds of stuff in different places. There's all different kinds of religions and denominations and nobody agrees on anything and it's hard to sort through there's one body of clearly revealed biblical truth and it all points to the redemptive works of christ to the grace of god Um, we're saved by grace through faith not of works Um, so that's you know it just the whole teaching the bible tells us that all the the correct teaching of the bible points man to Christ because we can't save ourselves it should all point to Christ Christ is God 
uh, made flesh, right? He came into, he came in and became as a man. He took the form of man. He took on humanity. He was born of a virgin, right? So he was God and man at the same time. God in the flesh um, did that for us. Crucified, resurrected, ascended currently at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. He's our advocate. And we can go to Him in prayer at any time. And, and that is that is the doctrine of salvation. Um, all you have to do to be saved is, is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and anybody teaching anything else is who Titus has just been warned about by Paul. So they've always been around. They'll be around until the Lord deals with them at the end of time. Um, we're going to have a false prophet and everything else before, before Jesus um, finishes everything up according to his will. And so we've been warned about it. And, and the Bible gives us instructions on what to look for, how to affirm the calling of a man, what to look for in his qualifications, um, what to watch out for with a person, and if and if you know, and 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 that's that. We stick straight to the Bible. Don't add to it or take from it. There's a lot of places that just nitpick and look for any little thing to bring accusation against a man of God. Um, usually unfair. Uh, they put them under an unfair, uh, put them through an unfair test or scrutiny, <clears throat> and. Um, you know we're all we're all human beings. Um, nobody's perfect, but uh, I will say this: the Bible tells us very clearly if He affirms Christ and those fundamentals of the Christian faith, then He's on the right track with what He's teaching and preaching. Amen. So you can hold on to that. Let's pray, Father. We thank you, Lord, for the direction, guidance uh, that you give us in Your Word, and helping us to understand. Um, you know, how, how the whole process works with ordination, with qualifications, with people who come into the ministry and are called to preach and teach the Bible, and which ones are doing it according to your calling and by your Holy Spirit, which ones are doing it according to themselves and for their own profitability, um, God, so we can see the difference between the two. And, and Lord, that's wisdom that you're giving us today. <clears throat> so that we can be careful, one, who we allow to feed us the Word of God, um, but who we allow to have um, positions of leadership and authority in our churches. Um, and, and Lord, just to, to make sure that if we do things right, we'll have a structure and a system in place that allows other people to come into church and, and, and hear the gospel and get saved and, and grow. Um, closer to you in their relationship and ultimately live a life that's pleasing to you and lord that's our desire so help us apply these truths in our life help us store this wisdom in our heart lord thank you for speaking to us in your word this morning and uh, god i ask that you bless everyone help everyone have a, a a fantastic remaining of their week in jesus name amen well thanks again i'll see you next time on the new lexington bible church weekly devotional podcast